I'm going to have a brief lesson this evening, and it's going to be on encouraging, encouragement, uh, uh, encouraging one another. I want you to turn to Acts, the last chapter, and uh, maybe turn into other passages, but this is where Paul uh, had come to, after his three journeys and after his trip to Rome, uh, and he had been shipwrecked, and he'd waited waited three months at a place before he could uh, come on in to Rome, and uh, before and just before they were coming up to Rome, uh, in uh, <clears throat> well, let's look at the eleventh uh, verse. And after three months, we departed in a ship of Alexandria, which had wintered in the isle, whose sign was Castor and Pollux. Uh, can you imagine the Apostle Paul having had three journeys, having had to spend uh, two years in prison at uh, Caesarea and spoke to Festus, Felix, and King Agrippa, and uh, then having appealed to Rome and then as he came to Rome, he told the people, the captain of the ship, not to leave, and they didn't give him any, uh, they didn't hear what he had to say, and sure enough, the storm tore up the ship, and uh, they had to, to throw over all their cargo over, and had 276 people that were saved, and, and Jesus stood by and said, uh, uh, I'll save every, every life. And he told them that. And they stayed for three months there. And, and you know how that the viper came up when he was uh, building a fire. And they saw this poisonous uh, uh, vomit uh, that God fixed himself to Paul's arm. And they knew that he'd die. And when he didn't die, they said, well, he's a god. He's a god. They said, well, he, he escaped or he, he got out and said, he'll die because he's guilty. When he didn't, they said, well, he's a god. Well, he, he, he we don't know how much, uh, Luke didn't tell us how much mission work he did there in that island, but they've left now. And can't you just imagine being a prisoner and having to go through all of this? He must be pretty low, but yet he has faith in God. Uh, Jesus has stood by him, but no doubt Jesus hadn't said anything else to him since he, since he uh, said something to him about saving these 276 lives. So he had to go on faith too. But when they landed, uh, and landing at uh, Syracuse, uh, we tarried there three days, and from thence we fetched a compass and came to uh, Regium. And after one day the south wind blew, and we came the next day to Petulio. And uh, where we found brethren uh, and were desired to tarry with them seven days. So he said seven days, and we find that he did that to worship. Uh, and he did that on his other journeys. He, he, he worshiped on the first day of the week. And so we went toward Rome. And from thence, when the brethren heard of us, 
Brother now heard that they were coming, and they came to meet us as, as far as uh, at the uh, uh, forum. And the three taverns, whom when Paul saw, and this is what happened, when he, can you just imagine those people hearing about him and coming out there to meet them? He thanked God. Look at that verse. He thanked God and took courage. Now, it, this indicates that he was pretty low. It indicates he was discouraged. But he took courage, and that shows how we help one another. It shows how we can help one another. And there's a great lesson here of, of helping people when they need it. And when we came to Rome, the centurion delivered the prisoners to the captain of the guard, but Paul was suffered to dwell by himself with the soldier that kept him. Gave him a little privilege, but uh, here he's had encouragement. He's had encouragement from brethren who met them and, 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 and came, cared enough to come out there and meet them. That shows, and this was written to show us and to teach us how that we need to help one another. And it came to pass that after three days, Paul called the chief of the Jews together. And when they were come together, he said unto them, Men and brethren, though I have committed nothing against the people or customs of our fathers, yet was I delivered prisoner from Jerusalem into the hands of the Romans, who, when they had examined me, would have let me go because there was no cause of death in me. But when the Jews spake against it, when the Jews spake against it, there was opposition. And he's now having to reveal that to them, and he's been a prisoner, and he's been in keeping, and, and he's just explaining it to them. I was constrained to appeal unto Caesar. This is according to law. He had the right to appeal, and he did not that I had ought to accuse my nation of. Now look at that generosity and that love toward the Jewish nation. He said, not that I had anything against the Jews. God knows that he persecuted the church for 10 years before uh, that he was changed. And so you can see that animosity uh, against his people. He didn't have... He, he wanted to help them, but he's relaying this to these people. For this cause, therefore, I have called for you to see you and to speak with you, because of that, because that for the hope of Israel, that's for the hope of the Jewish people, the Jewish nation, I am bound with this chain. Uh, he's, he's prisoner now. And if you can look through this, here are the Jews that sent him here that opposed Jesus Christ. And he's here because of the enemies of Christ, not because of the ones who believed in Christ. And yet he said, I'm here really because of the hope of Israel. But they haven't seen it. See? And they said unto him, well, we need to receive letters out of Judea concerning thee, neither any of the brethren that came showed us and spake any harm of you. That must have been encouraging to know that he had gotten away, but then he has to see that uh, 
But we desire to hear of thee what thou thinkest. For as concerning this sect, we know that everywhere it is spoken against. So they picked up on the negative. They picked up on the negative, which we're so often prone to do. And when they had appointed him a day, there came many to him into his lodging, to whom he expounded and testified. Now, I want you to look at that verse. There were many that came into him. That picture is, is, is a beautiful picture there. there were, it, it doesn't limit. It wasn't just a few. There were many that came to him into his place where he was staying and to whom, here's what he did. He, he, he knew his purpose there. He expounded to them and testified the kingdom of God. And look at that next word. He persuaded them concerning Jesus. He knew he was alive. He had just appeared to him and to 276 people Jesus had saved them. And Jesus said, don't be afraid. He was, he was converted to Jesus being alive and hath out of the law and both out of the law of Moses. That law of Moses didn't become a legalistic document for him to pound people over the head that they kept or they broke. It was a piece of writing that God had given to show the silver card that was woven through every verse and it was referring to Christ, the Messiah. And that's the way he did it. And he also, not only out of the law, but out of the prophets, the five major prophets, the five minor prophets, 17, and then the 12 books of history were considered prophets. The 12 books of history. Now, there were a lot of prophets that, that are not named in those 17 prophets that spoke. And just look at that from morning till evening. He really got into it. He got with it. And when he got over there to teach them. Now, here is the thing. And here's what happens. What happened to him, some people believed of the things which were spoken, and some believed not. I guess we'll have that till the day Christ comes back. He had it then, and and it's, it's, it's really discouraging. A lot of times we don't have everybody believing and everybody reaching out and responding like we think they ought to do. They didn't. Now, when they agreed not among themselves, there was people right there when he met and when he taught and did what he did. He was an apostle, and he was doing it perfectly. You couldn't improve on what he did. And still man will not accept what God has said. But we ought to be encouraged by the fact that that's just part of our, our, our obligation is to share Christ with people, whether we're discouraged or whether we're encouraged. They departed after that Paul had spoken one word, and well spake the Holy Spirit by Isaiah the prophet unto our fathers. Now, you might think this was harsh, but he's speaking by inspiration. And he is making an appropriate analysis of this passage when people, some believed and some didn't believe. And here's what he's saying. 
Well, this is the fulfillment of the passage of the passage of Isaiah, saying, "Go unto this people and say, Hearing ye hear, ye shall hear, and shall not understand." So he knew they had heard him, but he just knew they hadn't understood. And seeing ye shall see and not perceive. So he said, "That's exactly where you are." And here's something else. Jesus spoke this in Matthew 13 when he talked about the parable. For the heart of his people is waxed gross, and their ears are dull of hearing, and their eyes have they closed, lest they should see with their eyes and hear with their ears and understand with their hearts and should be converted, and I should heal them. Be it known, therefore, unto you that the salvation of God is sent unto the Gentiles, and that they will hear it. Now, remember, he's speaking to Jews. He's speaking to the people who had heard, and some of them had believed, and some of them hadn't believed. And he's out here in, in the capital of the then-known ruling world of power, and the it, biggest part is Gentiles. And he's saying... God has, has uh, he sent it unto the Gentiles. And it, it maybe if the Jews had been open-minded, they would have, and not prejudiced, they would have said, say, this is God working. This is God working. Let's work with Paul. Now, and when he had said these words, the Jews departed and had great reasoning among themselves. I don't know how much, but they, they studied about it. And I bet there was... If I was a betting man, I'd say well, there's a lot of Jews that accepted it. Some of them were smart, and they, they accepted it. Maybe they held his hand, but there's a lot of them that didn't. Now, he, he uh, in two, two years, two whole years, he, had, he, he was in a house arrest. They let him have his own house, uh, his own dwelling. And like we have that today, some people are being tried, and they're... They're being uh, examined, and they allow them to be in their place, and and they're still under surveillance and, and all of that. And you know how uh, what they allowed? It was God they're working. He had his own rented house. That's what that means. And received all that came in unto him. What a wonderful setup for two years. You think God can't work things out? <clears throat> And preaching the kingdom of God and teaching those things which concern the Lord Jesus and with all comers, no man. I want to just talk with you about four things that ought to be encouraging to us when we get discouraged. One is that God cares. And that he works things, all things work together for good to them that are called, to them that are called according to God's purpose, according to Romans 8. And God cares. Peter said, uh, cast all your cares on him, for he cares for you. Now, right now, when we're going through a grieving process with loss of faith and with the Palmer family, that's one of the greatest things we can do to be encouraged. And any time the church is working and we get discouraged in the work of the church, we just need to understand that in our deep uh, involvement 
But the, one of the greatest things that can encourage us is to know that God cares and God works out everything. In Hebrews, the 13th chapter, in verse 8, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He never changes. If he helped Paul, he's going to help us if we're faithful to him. Another thing, the second thing is that I would say that we need to encourage each other. We need to encourage each other. Now, when these brethren came and met him, uh, they had no way of telling, indicating, and we don't. We just read that. But when they came, and they were energetic enough and interested enough, and they'd heard that Paul was on his way, and a bunch of them got put forth an effort, and they went to meet old Paul. And he thanked God and took courage. So whether you realize it or not, uh, we need to encourage one another. We're like Christ when we, when we understand a brother needs encouragement. We need to encourage them. Now, number three, we need to let that person, not only tell that person and encourage that person, but we need to let that person know that other people are, are thinking about them. Believe in them. Well, we just have a lot of people that, that's really, uh, uh, they're thinking about you. Now, that's different from us doing it ourselves. We can use that, but then we can say, see, I know a number of people that feel just like I do. And we can't afford to, to let them down. You, you've got to. And then the fourth thing is, is that you've got to look at that person and say, have you ever realized how, how God can work through you? How much you have to offer? Or you say, is flattering? No, just be just be truthful. Just just look into the person and and encourage them that they have that God can use them, that they're a blessing, that they have a lot of things they can do to touch people's lives. That's powerful. I don't know how much you use this. A preacher working with people gets in the habit of doing it. He doesn't even know he's doing it a lot of times. Because he knows a person needs to be encouraged. And it's easy for him to say, Say, you have this, yep, and you have this, 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 this. Oh, you have a wonderful family. Oh, you have a good... And you just see a lot of things. That's what I mean. Let the person know how important they are. And then you let them know, the third one was, you let them know how many other people are thinking about them. That's encouraging. And then you let them know that you are the one behind them. That was the second one I named. And then the first one was that God cares. That should be enough, but, but, but that's just, that's the main one. That God cares. Brethren, we need to use these four thoughts along with encouraging and helping one another. We stay together. We work together. We encourage one another. I'll tell you what, there's not anything 
I want you to turn in closing. I want you to turn to First Thessalonians letter. This is the, this is the letter that is really uh, it has the word encourage and exhort. It, it's translated exhort. It's translated encourage. It's translated edify, build up. And and this first and second Thessalonians is a is a epistle just to build up people. That's what he's doing. You know, he had to leave this Thessalonian, Thessalonica. He had to leave there because they ran him out of town. And then he writes back to them. And he hears a lot about them. Uh, uh, and, and I want you to look at this. Uh, look at this uh, epistle. Let's just turn to the first chapter. This is Paul and so this is uh, Silas, Sylvanus, and Timothy under the church of the Thessalonians, which is in God the Father and in the Lord Jesus Christ. They'd gone on and they'd, they'd gone over to Athens. They'd gone on to Berea and then they'd gone to Athens. And he said, Grace unto you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Now that shows that he's saying God cares. God cares. That's number one. And then he said, we, we give thanks to God always for you all, making mention of you in our prayer. I care. That's number two. God cares, and I care. But you know, we remember without ceasing, others care. All of you are working together. Your work of faith, your labor of love, and your patience of hope. That's the third and fourth wrapped together. Others care and you're important. You're important. What? Well, you have a, a work of faith. You have faith that works. You have a labor that you, that, that you have a love that just labors and you have patience of hope. But this was referring to everybody. So, so there's those four things that I mentioned that, that encourages people. And another thing is that he wraps it up in the Lord Jesus Christ in the sight of God and the Father. Everything we do. Knowing, brethren, beloved, your election, your calling, your important of God. For our gospel came not unto you in word, word only, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit. And in much assurance, as ye know what manner of men we were among you for and ye became followers of us and of the Lord, having received the word in much affliction and joy of the Holy Spirit, so that ye were examples to all that believe you're important. You're important. Look at what you did. Not only that others are working for you, he's already said that, and God is for you. But you're important. You turned away. Look at the, the ninth verse. For themselves show of us what manner of entering in ye had unto you, and how ye turned to God from idols to serve the living God, to wait for the Son, his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from his wrath. The lesson is yours. I hope that you can remember that to encourage one another we can know that God cares and God is here. And that we can express something to somebody. We can just do it. 
when we can see, let them know how many people are for them, and then how important they are. If we can do that, we're all going to be winners, and God will bless us. If you're subject to the gospel call, if you need to re believe in Jesus as a son of God and repent of your sins and be buried with him in baptism where you reach his blood and born again and become a child of God, uh, the invitation is yours. If you need to dedicate yourself to God, to Christ, in a special way, we're here for prayers and for help as we stand together and sing.